9 o'clock. Thanks for joining us. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. So we did for pole dancing today our uh, top five playoff teams heading, heading into Super Wildcard Weekend. And we included the top seeds in, in Kansas City and Philadelphia in that. We're also asking you to rank your Broncos coaching candidates, those that the Broncos have requested interviews with, not, you know, Lincoln Riley. No, no, not Lincoln Riley or Nick Saban or anybody like that. Coaches that have the Broncos have already approached or organizations like the Saints to interview Sean Payton. Of course, Butchie's got his Broncos coaching candidates. Number three, Todd Haley. Number two, Charlie Weiss. And number one, Josh McDaniels. Thanks. Thanks, Butchie. Thanks. Thanks for rubbing more salt in the wound today. Good to hear from you, Butchie. All right. So text or call us today if you got some thoughts on that. 970-242-1340. And uh, coming up a little bit, we'll talk with uh, Cabrera Mesa men's guard, Blaze Threat. Maverick men on a seven-game winning streak. And you look at uh, Black Hills State, who they face on Friday, who they lost to in, in last year's uh, Sweet 16 of the Division II men's basketball tournament that uh, got a showdown between the two teams with the longest winning streaks in the conference this season. Right now, Black Hill State, they are 13-0. They have not lost this season. Mavericks have a seven-game winning streak going on right now. And um, last Friday, I tell you, Black Hill State, tough one at Western, 78-73. And a scrape a win together in that one. So we'll talk with Blaze Three, also with Colorado Mesa men's coach Mike DeGeorge later on this morning on Mav Day today. We talk with Colorado Mesa coaches and athletes. So uh, that's all coming up later on. Text or call us 970-242-1340. Get back to the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line. Another one I mentioned. I read Butchie's text, by the way. Buckeye, mm-hmm. while you were away from uh, the studio for a moment. Yes, Josh McDaniels is the uh, Broncos' top coaching candidate. So, uh, of course, he does. And Todd Haley and Charlie Weiss are there too. You would you would think he would know by now, Butchie, not to waste his minutes <laughs> on his phone with a text like that. He can't help himself though. He just can't. He can't. He can't keep himself from doing that, even though he knows that you know, at some point those are those are valuable minutes. Mm-hmm. You know that he would have needed certainly in the month, and he's yeah. got a. It's like blowing all your timeouts in the third quarter. Exactly. Going to need those later. Clock management. Your boy Andy Reid used to have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. When was the last time we said that about Andy Reid, though? I mean, isn't that... that That is a narrative. 2014, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> that that has disappeared so long ago about Andy Reid. I got a text from Mountain Dave. Sad to hear about Burt Borgman. If you've not yeah. heard, uh, if you follow high school sports... Bert Borgman was the uh, longtime assistant commissioner with the Colorado High School Activities Association. Bert uh, passed away yesterday. Uh, died in the hospital. No cause was given. His son Logan announced it on Facebook. Uh, we, as we referenced before, uh, early in the program, both you and I had we did talk to Bert on the show mm-hmm. uh, in person at uh, various state tournament events and and. Um, just a, a tremendous guy, 
really good person. Did it was a great representative for Chassa. Would um, definitely tell you what he thought about things. If he didn't agree with you, he was de- he was very direct, but in a professional manner, and a really good guy. And I think that um, he embraced anybody that shared his love of high school sports. Yeah, and and certainly, you know, in, in reading an article uh, that's in the Arvada Press today, that uh, and I didn't know this about Bert that Bert probably his favorite high school sport was baseball that that was the one that he well he he cared about all the sports under the chass umbrella mm-hmm. baseball was probably his favorite one so we like I said we do not know what Bert died of uh we know it was very sudden and still you know nonetheless still very very tragic and sad with yeah. the loss of Bert Borgman and referenced uh, Matt Borgman his uh, nephew that uh coaches at uh, Grand Junction High School and um, is on the, the coaching staff there for Landon McKee. But uh, so sorry to hear that about uh, Bert Borgman. So text or call us 970-242-1340. We mentioned this a little bit with Wyatt Thompson on the 7 o'clock hour. Thought I'd run this back uh, here in the uh, 9 o'clock hour. Stuart Mandel's uh, too early college football top 25. We'll go 10 through 1 on this. Of course, Georgia blowing at TCU last night to win back-to-back mm-hmm. national championships. Speaking of the Horn Frogs, Stuart Mandel has them at number 10. They lose a lot. Max Duggan, Quentin Johnston at the wide receiver spot, Kendra Miller, Chandler Morris. I remember when they played the Buffaloes. Yeah. It was not Max Duggan who was the starting quarterback. It nope. was Chandler Morris. And then Morris got hurt. Duggan came on in the second half. And, well, the rest is history. So, but he's got Chandler Morris back. They added uh, Trey Sanders, the Alabama running back, and wide receiver uh, JoJo Early. They also have um, Travis uh, Hodges Tomlinson, who probably is going to you know go to the NFL. But they got some other guys like Bud Clark, the safety D winners, uh, Mark Perry, former Buffs safety. He's not going to be back, but remember he started for TCU this season. Got out, got out of Boulder. Mm-hmm. Ended up getting a chance to play in a national championship game, but, uh, but they have TCU number ten, or at least Stuart Mandel does. Washington at number nine. Washington's going to be interesting because they got Michael Penix Jr. back. Mm-hmm. He announced he's coming back. They've got a couple of really good pass rushers, one of which is Braylon Trice. They've got the Oklahoma State uh, transfer and Jabbar Muhammad. At the cornerback spot, so Washington, which went eleven and two this year, they're going to make some noise in the Pac-12. Michael Penix had a, a great season this last yeah. year for the you, Huskies. You think they're asking though, like, can USC and UCLA go now? <laughs> they would love it, right? Utah mm-hmm. would love to see them go too. I think Utah would love to see USC stay. They've been beating their breaks off for the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah, but they just soon probably see them go too. They're probably okay with that. But you're right; they've had uh, they've had great success against uh, USC. Florida State's number eight. They went ten and three this year. They went ten and three. They went yes. The Seminoles went ten and three this year. I figured I would have heard that more from our cohort down the hall there. Yeah, he, uh, Chris, Brick, he was off the bandwagon yeah. early. Yeah, didn't didn't say much about yeah. them as the season went along. But Mike Norvell's team might be the best team in the ACC, at least the most talent. Jordan Travis. A lot of people think he'll be on the Heisman list. Johnny Wilson, big time target. 
Trey Benson, the running back spot. Mm-hmm. They've got some talent, and they brought in a lot of transfers, like UTEP offensive tackle Jeremiah Byers, which was one of the more coveted guys in the transfer portal. We referenced USC. Stuart Mandel has USC at number seven, eleven and three. Caleb Williams comes back for another season. It's got Mario Williams, Brendan Rice, yes, Jerry's kid, former buff, as a wide receiver target. Also, they got the Arizona transfer, Dorian Singer, that had over 1,000 yards. But the problem for USC is going to be on the other side of the ball. Or their defense was, well, awful. Utah exploited it. Yeah. Pretty terrible. And they've got a couple of Power 5 starters coming in and transfers Oklahoma State's uh, Oklahoma State linebacker Mason Cobb, Arizona cornerback Christian Roland Wallace. So they, they do have some help, but it sure doesn't look like it's going to be enough to fix that defense. Number six is Penn State. They're 11-2. and two. Could they be a college football playoff contender? They've got a five-star quarterback and Drew Aller. Is this a 14 field or 12? This would be this coming year, which is still... No. No. Pro, this is why I'm reading what Stuart Mandel wrote. I know. He has two other teams in their division ahead of them. How could he write that? Yeah. Well, he says contender. Eh, TCU wasn't really a contender no. last night. No. But, but they, they were a tomato but they got can there. last night. But they got there. They got That's into the true. national championship game. Don't be a bitter turd. They got in the national oh, championship. Oh, game. my bitterness <laughs> is coming later in this top ten. You'll you'll hear a good one. So they got a couple of young running backs: Nick Singleton, Katron Allen. Uh, Allen, in particular, broke out as a freshman. They've got some talent there, mm-hmm. and you gotta love it. They got a a defensive end, a freshman, Chop Robinson. Love it. Is Penn State going to be good enough to really be a college football playoff contender? Eh, I don't no. think so. No, I don't but think so. September is always Penn State is either best team in the Big Ten or James Franklin's getting fired. Right. There's nowhere in the middle for no. them. No, you're right. It's either it's going to be they're they're mm-hmm. going to win the Big Ten. Yep. They're going to be in the playoffs, or when when does mm-hmm. James Franklin get whacked? Yeah. The Lions, the Nittany Lions are back, or James Franklin's getting fired. There's no middle ground of I don't know if we get this and this. It'll be yeah, good. It could be a 9-10 you know, win football team. There's you know, no middle ground. Alabama's number five. Went 11-2. and two. And so, you know, they're going to have to figure out who's going to replace Bryce Young, mm-hmm. which is not going to be easy. Nope. You know, they've had some guys transfer. They lose Will Anderson up front. Still got some guys on the, on the front seven. Dallas Turner, Chris Braswell back. Offensive line should be good. Wide receiver position's not very deep. Their skill position's really kind of narrow right now. I'm thinking they can look for Alabama to maybe struggle this year. There's two. I mean, they might lose three games. Yeah, but there's two, maybe three teams in the SEC that are better than them. And the next one I mentioned is one of those. Yeah. Even though they finished with two more losses, Mm -hmm. one last win, and that's LSU. As much as I, I just don't like Brian Kelly, but they've got some talent. Jaden Daniels, who you know the Arizona State Arizona State transfer that played really well this last year. Harold Perkins is a fantastic linebacker for them. 
Malik Neighbors was a thousand yard wide receiver this last season. They added Texas A&M cornerback. Too bad he couldn't have went to Boulder. Denver Harris. Mm-hmm. So Kelly's added some depth. They've got a couple of you know freshmen on yeah. the offensive line that started this last year. They're in pretty good shape, though, particularly with Jaden Daniels, the way he played this last season. And it'll be interesting to see how these transfer portal guys help out mm-hmm. with Kelly, right? Because at Notre Dame, it's it to an extent similar to what we were talking about with CU, right? Getting kids in the school is different than, yeah, I'll come play football for you. Right. LSU maybe not necessarily having the same standards as Notre Dame. Maybe that'll help Brian Kelly a little bit. I did see, speaking of LSU, uh, Jamar Chase had a great game a couple, three weeks ago. Saw somebody on Twitter, and they absolutely got wrecked, and rightfully so. They had a picture of Burrow and Chase and Justin Jefferson. Like, how did these three guys not win more? Like, well, they were together a year and won the national championship. <laughs> and, and, they, and they wrecked so what everybody. what do you want from that? And they wrecked yeah. everybody. It's like, how they did were, they not win more? They didn't well, lose. Coach all. Yeah, they, they, yeah. they went undefeated and won a national championship. Those three guys together didn't lose. So, but they only had the chance to play right one year together. Because Joe Burrow went to the NFL. Jamar, Jamar Chase said, yeah, I'm good. I'll sit I'm good out a sit year. Out. Justin Jefferson is best young wide receiver in the league, not named Jamar Chase. Like, what more do you want? This guy just got rolled yeah. on Twitter. Was, they need to know yeah. what the history is there. I went they to went, go yeah. find that tweet. It's gone. Yeah. Rightfully so. Number three is Ohio State. Your Buckeyes lose C.J. Stroud. But Marvin Harrison Jr., Ibuka, Emeka Ibuka, Julian Fleming. Yep, they're yep. they're all back. Best wide receiver room in the country is coming back. So, what does it look like at the quarterback spot for you? I have no idea. the The incumbent is supposed to be Quinn Ewers, but he's at Texas right now. Yeah. He's not playing very well. I think we dodged a bullet there. But it's really wide open. They're they're kind of looking in the transfer portal. I just. I don't really know. There's no guy that's like, this is C.J. Stroud's job, right? When Justin Fields gets drafted or somebody that just jumps right in, there's no real, oh, my God, this guy's a stud. Or else I would know. You know who would have been great if you guys could have got him? Sam Hartman. Mm Mm-hmm. That bridge guy? Yeah. Yeah. He would have been He would have been really good for you guys. Number two, we'll, as you call him, the big dumb dumb khaki pants still be at Michigan, but... um, but J.J. McCarthy returns, mm-hmm. Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards. I mean, they're they're loaded at the skill positions. And they've got a couple of, there's actually three Pac-12 starting offensive linemen that are, that are transferring in. They added Coastal Carolina edge rusher Josiah Stewart. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be in good shape, regardless yeah. who ends up coaching there. 13-1 this year, college football playoffs, Back-to-back years, Michigan at number two for Stuart Mandel, and then Georgia. Look, they they lost a bunch of guys last year. They're going to lose a bunch of guys this year. Mm-hmm. But Kirby Smart just keeps reloading. Going to have Brock Bowers, who was great last night, 152 yards, the, the young tight end. Got to replace, obviously, Stetson Bennett at the quarterback spot. But Carson Beck's a guy that, Looks like he's ready to, to they, they take on that role. can't find him another year of eligibility, Stephen apparently, Bennett? Apparently not. Hmm. Interesting. You know who didn't deserve to be in the, the college football playoff? Michigan. 
They lost to a team that lost by 100 points <laughs> yeah. in the championship game. So you weren't, weren't people screaming about, yeah, yeah, about Michigan being in? They couldn't stop a team that scored seven points against Georgia. Didn't they get curb stomped by Georgia last year in the semifinal game? Yes, they did. You think Jim Harbaugh had to give a sigh of relief about nine thirty Mountain last night? Yeah. Ooh, Ooh brother. <laughs> Thank you, Sonny Dykes. Or else, if he gets beat sixty-five to seven or whatever it ended up being, ninety-one to eight or whatever the final score was, he's probably Broncos quarterback this morning or Broncos coach this morning, right? If he gets beat by a hundred points by oh, Georgia, yeah. oh yeah. Like, you know what? I think I've done all I can do here. So uh, I'm going back to the NFL for five years. Just give you the rest of the top 25. Uh, Notre Dame's number 11. Utah, Oregon, Tennessee, Clemson, Oregon State, Kansas State, Iowa, Wisconsin, North Carolina, Texas Tech, Ole Miss, University of Texas, San Antonio. Roadrunners. Roadrunners. That's, that's a program that has come a long way in a very short period of time mm-hmm. Tulane's number 24 A&M's number 25 how in the world is Texas A&M I, 25 <laughs> I'm not sure yes Bobby Petrino's a great offensive mind but that but team, Jimbo Fisher's still their head coach they did they suspend like nine guys at yeah. one point yes they did and like adding Bobby Petrino is not going to help with discipline issues like they were, they stunk out loud and were undisciplined. They're five and seven last year. How are they a ranked team? I don't, I don't get that either. When he has them in there, what, because Bobby Petrino is a really good offensive mind. That all of a sudden, that 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 makes them a mm-hmm. even even the number twenty five team in the nation. They're not going to have the A chain kid. They're not going to just their defense can't get much worse. I guess so. Man alive, they are going to get wrecked by, if they play them, Georgia and LSU, Alabama. You know, whenever yep. Texas and Oklahoma come to the SEC, they're going to get stomped by them too. And I'll get Jimbo Fisher fired, buyout or not. If you get wrecked by Texas, you're done. You're done. Yeah, you do not lose that game. No. All right, one final thing. We have Blaze 3 uh, Maverick Guard coming up in a couple of minutes. That uh, Mike Sando on The Athletic yet his uh, pick six piece and you know, heard from people you know, close to Harbaugh that he just, he just wants in the, he wants back in the NFL. He just wants back. And that if Denver mm-hmm. offers him the job, he's gone. Yeah. And he'll be in Denver ASAP to coach the Broncos. Be gone for five years. But then, if they, they want to go try, if they get to a Super Bowl, again. win a Super Bowl, Broncos fans, you better be okay with that. You better be happy about that. And then if you suck for a couple of years after that, a few years, you better be okay with that. And they say they're gonna be. And then it comes to about the draft after the Super Bowl. Why don't we have any picks? We don't have any picks. What are we doing? And then they go eight and nine or whatever. And then it's time to burn it all down again. All right. Uh, before we take a break, uh, Brock Aarons want to congratulate Brock. He was our winner this last uh, week for Pile Pigskin yeah. Pick'em, powered by Kistner Motors. Gets 12-pack of Bud Light and four NFL glasses. Congratulations to Brock. Your chance to play and win. Yes, he is. You have a chance to play. All you need to do is go to our website, theteam1340.com. 
click on the Pile Pigskin Pick'em link and get your picks in. We have uh, the weekly prizes. You have a chance to win one of two $500 gift cards from Play It Again Sports in the Valley Plaza and the Big Green Egg Grill and Smoker from Fruita Co-op Country. So get all the details. Must be 21 or older at theteam1340.com to play Pile Pigskin Pick'em powered by Kistner Motors. Blaze 3, Maverick Guard joins us next on The Jim Davis Show. Who do I listen to? The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader. Whoever suggested that has got to be smoking crack and plenty of it. The Team. Welcome back. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Mav Day today. We talk with Cotter Mesa coaches and athletes. So we hope to get uh, Blaze 3 and Maverick Guard with us in just a few minutes. Uh, had a really strong game, 18 points in the win against Colorado Christian. Maverick men on a seven game winning streak. Push comes to shove when they go to Black Hill State on Friday here on the team. Black Hill State, they have started out the season 13 0. And so, uh, those two teams collided last year in the uh, South Central Region Final in the uh, NCAA Division II Sweet 16. So we hope to have Blaze 3 joining us in a few minutes. Mike DeGeorge, Maverick men's basketball coach, uh, coming up in a little bit as well. So uh, text or call us, 970-242-1340. So um, we're trying to get uh, Blaze 3 tracked down. I did text him. He did say, can you call back? Is it waving the same issue? Buckeye? Yeah, it's ringing, just nobody's answering. Well, let me try to text him. I always love this when uh, when we have to, <laughs> to text somebody while we're on the air. That's always fun, isn't it? Yes. So we have any text to get to at the moment while I'm doing uh, this? No, we... Uh, let's see if we have anything on the line. We really, we really don't. We do have... Uh, I have a couple things that... Uh, I can fill with right here. It was my garbage time, but I can talk about it because it's not necessarily garbage. They announced the Colorado Sportscaster of the Year yesterday. Our buddy Connor McGahee uh, tied for the number one spot with CBS4's Romy Bean. Oh, very who I good. believe is still looking for her luggage <laughs> from Christmas Day in Los Angeles. But uh, it was a tie. So Connor McGahee, co Colorado Sportscaster of the Year. Congratulations to Connor. We'll yes. talk with him on tomorrow's program. He'll have uh, the Avs and Florida Panthers tonight mm-hmm. on the team. We will ask him at seven. for 10 minutes to talk about himself. All right. So we're hoping to track down Blaze 3. We're having some some telephone issues, some cell phone issues, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll have Blaze 3 in just a moment. So still time to text in your top five Broncos coaching candidates, top five teams heading into Super Wild Card Weekend. That concludes the... It can include the top seeds as well that have buys this weekend. Text or call us 970-242-1340. And it looks like we've got him, right? Yes, we do. Okay. Sorry. I, I had the microphone issue. That's okay. So uh, joining us right now on the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line, Maverick Guard, Blaze 3. Blaze, I appreciate it. Sorry having the, the, the phone issues today. It's all good. 
Hey, uh, you know what's all good was, uh, well, it's great, great performance you had last weekend, uh, last Saturday in particular against Colorado Christian, 18 points in that game. You guys sweep the weekend, you're on a seven-game winning streak, and uh, you, you knew that you know the night before Shadron State, record may not be great, but that was a team that uh, was a top-five team in terms of, of defense and scoring in the league, and then you, you know, at times you guys have had your challenges with Colorado Christian. Good weekend sweep and a great way for you to cap it off with that 18 point night against the Cougars. Yeah, I mean, uh, we knew coming into the, uh, the Shadow game, especially that it was going to be a super difficult challenge. We knew how good and talented they were um, offensively, especially rebounding. They're one of the top rebounding teams in the country, so we knew it was going to be a challenge for sure. And then coming with Christian was going to be a completely different challenge the next night. Um, two totally different teams in terms of offense and defense scheming. So. We had to make sure we came focused for both nights, obviously. We got the job done, which was cool to see. And I think one of the, the really good points, because it's been an issue you guys have had throughout the season, was taking care of the basketball against Colorado Christian. You had a, a season low with only seven turnovers. You forced 16, so uh, able to uh, really do some damage and force a turning over uh, the, the, the Cougars on Saturday. But uh, what was the key to taking care, better care of the basketball on Saturday against Colorado Christian? I mean, obviously it starts with me. I mean, I'm directing the offense. I'm, I have the ball in my hands most of the time. So if I can lead by example and take her to basketball, I feel like it kind of has a ripple effect amongst the teammates. I mean, that kind of goes with everything. Like if I come out and do a game passive or if I come out aggressive, it kind of feeds off into our team. So, I mean, I did a pretty good job taking care of the ball and not putting myself in tight spaces and kind of just doing what I wanted to do on the floor, which ultimately led, I think, to everyone else's success. I mentioned that you've won seven straight now. What, what's been the key, in your opinion, Blaze, to this recent success for the Mavericks? Um, honestly, it's just, I mean, we've talked a lot about pace and kind of switching up our flow amongst the team because we look at our stats and we're bottom, bottom 10, 10% in the country and how many possessions we get a game. So kind of just increasing our flow and how fast we're playing on the court gets everyone more opportunity. Everyone gets more possessions. We have a lot more chances. So, I mean, our biggest thing coming into last week and especially was just increasing our pace offensively and obviously staying solid on defense. And that's kind of led to our success and hopefully it leads into this big weekend we have coming up. And it is a big weekend uh, with Black Hill State on Friday, South Dakota Mines on Saturday, but Black Hill State, it's the the rematch of last year's uh, South Central Region Championship game, Sweet 16. Uh, they get the victory against your basketball team. Black Hill State gets that win. And and so uh, first chance since then, Blaze, to, to get that rematch. I know you guys have been have been counting down the days, uh, looking at the schedule, waiting for this one uh, to, to head your way. Yeah, I mean, obviously we all are aware of the 13-0, their record. We're aware of everything, the big challenge it is, but I mean, we obviously can't overlook Saturday's game as well. We have South Dakota Mines. I know they have one of the top scorers in the conference on their team, so we can't just focus on just Friday and game plan just for Friday. we got to make sure we're ready to go. I mean, this bus ride's 10 hours, so that's going to take a toll on our body, and we have to just kind of go through both challenges differently and approach all the games the same, I guess. CMU guard Blaze Three with us today on the Team Sports Network. And, and how do you do that from a player standpoint, Blaze? So you and your teammates of – you know what what it means to take on Black Hill State on Friday, the importance of that game, and trying to, like you said, though, not overlook a South Dakota Mines Hard Rockers team that's certainly on their home floor capable of getting a win against you guys. 
how do you keep your your focus from being specifically on on the Yellow Jackets on Friday? I mean, all all season long we we've done uh, like a dual scouting throughout the week, so just making sure that we don't just focus on okay the whole week we're going to focus on game planning for one team and then Saturday comes and we don't know our personnel and we don't know what they're going to be running and we get confused during the game which ultimately doesn't lead to success so just kind of staying consistent with what we've done all year and each day taking it one day at a time one play at a time one practice at a time and everyone just buying into what we're doing and what coaches are telling us to do which has led to our success so far so we're not going to do anything differently we understand how good Black Hills is but I mean, if we switch to Rusty up now, it's not going to help us this weekend. So just kind of stay consistent with what we've been doing. Yeah, and Black Hills stay with a lot of familiar names back. Joel Scott, at, you know, leading scorer, 21 points per game. Uh, had a great season last year, one of the better players in the conference. And and so with that Black Hills stay team, you know, Blaze, like I said, a lot of familiar faces from that matchup from last season. I mean, yeah. I mean, we they added, a, obviously, Matthew Rags, one of the top scorers in the RMAC, coming from last year to their team. And have all their returning pieces, and they're looking to make a deep run in this year's tournament. So just kind of knowing our personnel, and, I mean, obviously we've already went over personnel, so we kind of know that we match up pretty well against them at each position. So ultimately it's just going to come down to who wants it more and who's more competitive in that game. It's not really going to come down to the X's and O's as much. It's going to come down to, like, basketball instinct and just playing off what we've done our whole entire life pretty much. Maverick guard. Blaze three joining us today on the Team Sports Network, and and yeah, I do want to talk about the Hard Rockers a little bit because you're right. This is a team that uh, you know a little bit under the radar. Brevin Walter for them is is one of the better scores in the conference, twenty two point four points per game. What have you seen uh, in, in terms of film and a scouting report on this Hard Rockers team? I mean, ironically enough, actually, we've seen a whole lot of film on them because each time we're scouting for other other teams, it seems like they're playing South Dakota Mines. So we've seen the capability they have at each position and obviously having one of the top scores and a bunch of good role guys around them is going to be a, challenge, a certain challenge for us and hopefully we'll put i mean we have christopher speller one of the best defensive guards that comes off our bench so we'll probably throw him on him or we have a bunch of matches for him so just just obviously not overlooking them but trying to take it one day at a time one game at a time for sure Maverick Richard, sophomore guard, Blaze 3 with us on the Team Sports Network, averaging 16 points per game this season. And, and Blaze, I'll, I'll let you go here, but I I texted Dave Yonke, Sports Information Director over Mason. and I said, and he said, you're going to be on the show today. I said, I, I'm not going to bring up the thing about him practicing with his shirt off. And Dave's like, oh, no, please do. Please bring that up. And so when, when Yonke asked me to do something like that, Blaze, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to ask you about practice practicing the shirt off. Has that been part of the reason the Mavericks are on a seven-game winning streak right now? Has it been a lot of practices with shirts with, with shirt off for Blaze 3? <laughs> I mean, not necessarily during the practice because our coach doesn't really – he kind of tries to keep etiquette around the around the team. But, I mean, after the practice, shirt coming off. Before the practice, shirt's off. Kind of just – I guess that could be a secret to our success, I guess. Okay, so a, a shirt off after practice moment for Blaze Three. It's it's not about improved <laughs> yeah. defense, taking better care of the ball, play you know playing great on both ends of the floor. It's shirt off after practice, man. That is the key to this recent winning streak. Forget all that other stuff, right? Yeah, I got you, <laughs> Buckeye. You, you going to throw some some shade at Blaze here on this? Or no, you? I'm not shade at all. Yeah, like I said, if I. Did that? If I put in that sort of work, I wouldn't wear a shirt either. I don't say shade. Shade, more like 
complimenting you on on the workout regimen like we have uh, we I'd have see previously. If I could get the number painted on my chest so I wouldn't have to wear a jersey. Uh, Blaze the Buckeye boy is quite a physical specimen. Trust me, he is. Uh, uh, you're, 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 I need that big beaker container for, for <laughs> specimens. A very, a very big one. Hey, Blaze, you guys have a, a safe trip up to uh, South Dakota. Let's keep this thing rolling. Uh, good luck this weekend in that rematch of Black Hills State and also South Dakota Mines. We'll have uh, the Black Hills State game, uh, both games for the men and women on the team on Friday, and then over on KNZZ on Saturday. Blaze, I appreciate the time, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. You guys have a good day. You too. Take care. Blaze 3, Maverick Guard. Big reason why they're on the seven-game winning streak right now. And uh, we'll talk to the uh, the big kahuna himself. Yeah. The notorious MDG, Mike DeGeorge, coming up in a little bit. Now, this raises even more questions about how long does the shirt last? He's like, all right, break it down. One, two, three. Family. Shirt's off. Shirt's right. off. Because you, know, you could have that, asked him that. Why didn't you ask him that? Well, then? we had we got to move on. I could go the rest of the show with questions about this, and it probably would drive him nuts, and we would like to have him on again at some point. You know what I mean? Okay. So that's that's what I'm... That's why we hold all these until the next time. Okay, because well, I'm, I'm sure we'll probably have Blaze on yeah. again. You know, is his inspiration a little J.R. Smith-ish, right? You know what I mean? See, that'd be a great... I, I wish I would have thought of that question. Is that is that who inspired you mm-hmm. to go shirt off or just, man, look look at the work I'm doing here. Take a, a look at this. I mean, Take a look at this. J.R. Smith inspires me, but I don't also have the physique to take it out in public. Right. So... There's a little bit of both that goes on. Right? Yeah, that's probably true. Like, man, I'm in this weight room a lot, putting on this work. People should appreciate what I'm doing. Exactly. Here. Look at look at the time I'm putting yeah. in here. Look at the time. So that's what I mean. So it's not shade at all. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know how to phrase it. Shade was just like give him some grief. Yeah. That's what that's what I meant. Not shade necessarily. The bus didn't get all the way over me, but it it stopped after you tossed me right under it there with the shade. <laughs> Throw some shade. I'm like, eh, I, no, not shade jealousy it's it's a envy i was it was a poor choice okay poor choice of words on my part i'm sorry envy for sure envy for sure yes i just meant give him some grief is what where i was where i was trying to go with that i'm not entirely certain what i want more the physique or the hair got good looking hair it's got some good lettuce got some good lettuce on the top there very very flowy no doubt about that Not quite georgie dancer but He's getting That's there. good. He it's could good. get there, yeah. It's solid. All right, uh, Mike DeGeorge coming up in just a moment on Mav Day today. Still time to text or call in. Top five uh, Broncos coaching candidates. Top five teams going into Super Wild Card Weekend. Text or call us. Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line 970-242-1340. That's the story of the greatest sport moment in all of history. It's time to take a trip back in time. It's this day in sports history. Take a trip back to, let's uh, if I can find what I had here. I had it, and I'm trying to locate it, and there it is. Okay. 1972, the longest winning streak in major pro sports. 33 games ends when the Bucks beat the Lakers 120 to 104 behind 39 points from future Laker Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. 1980, goaltender Jim Stewart in his first and only game with the Boston Bruins yields three goals in the first four minutes and five in the first period. He's replaced and never plays in the league again. But he got to the league, I guess, right? Got, sure. Got, yeah. got, in, got in a game. 
1982, Joe Montana's third touchdown pass of the game, a six-yarder to Dwight Clark with 51 seconds remaining, lifts the San Francisco 49ers to a 28-27 win over the Cowboys in the NFC title game. Also, 1998, Michelle Kwan receives eight perfect 6.0s out of nine marks for artistry and the free skate to win her second U.S. figure skating championship in three years. Also on this day, 2008, Alex Ovechkin signs a $124 million 13-year contract extension with the Washington Capitals, the NHL's first $100 million deal. Also, 2009, Arizona, the lone NFC team not to make it to the conference championship game since the merger in 1970, gets to host its first NFC championship game after a 33-13 win at Carolina. And that's this day in sports history. All right, 940, Mike DeGeorge, Maverick men's coach, joins us next on the Jim Davis Show. I'm a big sports addict. I like sports. 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 This is the Jim Davis Show on the team. 101 FM, 1340 AM, Grand Junction. 102.1 FM, Delta Montrose. Talking Colorado Mesa men's hoops with Mavs coach Mike DeGeorge on the team. Maverick men on a seven-game winning streak coming off a weekend sweeping in Shadron State. And Colorado Christian with us right now. Maverick men's coach Mike DeGeorge. Good morning, Mike. Morning, Jim. How are you? Doing fine. Uh, great performance by your team this past weekend at Brownson. Get the sweep against Shadron State and cut over to Christian. And was was Shadron State a, a team that uh, a little deceptive in terms of their record? A uh, you know one of the you know better defensive teams, uh, also scoring teams in the conference. One of the better rebounding teams in the RMAC. And and your team went out and did a, a really nice job in both ends of the floor against them in that Friday night win. Yeah, I thought it was really a quality win. That's the best team they've had uh, in my time at Mesa. And, you know, I definitely think they'll end up being a tournament team. Um, they just can really shoot the three this year, which they've kind of been lacking the last couple of years, uh, to go with their dribble drive offense. And then they're always very tough-minded defensively. So it was a good good team win. And we told them that it was like, in some ways, it would be one of the more mentally challenging games of the year, is that we came off a rough, you know, kind of long weekend on the road and then the amount of toughness it takes to, to put a team like Shadron away is very difficult. And you just saw how every time we got a little bit of separation, they made a push to get back in the game. He had five players in double figures, but but three of those five coming off the bench with uh, Isaac Jessup with 14 points, got a 10-point night from Mick McCurry, Christopher Speller with uh, one of his better scoring games of the season with 10 points. Had to be thrilled with the way your, your bench played in that game against the Eagles. Yeah, you know, we, it's, it, we've had an interesting year. I mean, we think our depth is one of our strengths, but we haven't really been able to count on every guy every night. So uh, it's been a little bit of a formula figured out on the go here who's kind of got the hot hand and who seems uh, dialed into the game plan and able and playing with confidence. And the interesting thing with uh, Christopher Speller is you really didn't have a good first half in that game. Um, and Mac Renneker really dominated that first half and, and built us that lead. And, you know, my initial thought was I wasn't going to play uh, a speller in the second half just because he didn't play very well. But I'm like, this this is a team that he's built for. Like, he can guard these guys. They're going to guard him in a way that he'll have success. And so, uh, you know, I'm glad we gave him another shot there in that second half because he had a great half. Yeah, certainly paid off 10 points for Christopher Speller. And then the win against Cotterman Christian on Saturday night, uh, 78-58 to over the Cougars. Plays three, uh, 18 points, uh, had three assists in that game. Trevor Baskin with a really good game, 17 points, six rebounds as well. And and then Mac Rineker had uh, the 10-point the effort in that game. 
and just you know for your basketball team uh you know once again a really good defensive effort mike uh by by your club against Colorado christian yeah that was a good night for us one is offensively i thought that you know we've been emphasizing increasing our pace of our offense and i think that was on display just the way the ball moved and the pace we played with uh we got the ball up the floor quicker the ball kept moving it didn't get stuck uh with guys kind of going ISO, and they are a team that you could attack individual matchups. We've been trying to tell sell the team on the fact that the ball just keeps moving; it gets them more and more out of position, and then you have bigger gaps to attack. And so uh, we saw that, which was great. Um, and then defensively, we were seven five at a time for a good portion of the game. It kind of bit us there, uh, the first sub on the second half. But other than that, you know, every group, the group that came in played with toughness and intensity at the defensive end, and uh, and that was great to see. Mike DeGeorge, coach of the Colorado Mesa men's basketball team with us. Uh, Maverick men right now 12-3 and overall, 7-2 and in conference, and uh, the big matchup coming up on Friday when you go to uh, Black Hills, go to Spearfish to take on Black Hills State. Uh, right now they're riding a 13-game winning streak. They have yet to lose this season. They're 7-0 and in conference. They have the conference's longest winning streak. You have the conference's second longest winning streak at seven games right now. And it's a rematch of last year's South Central Region Final uh, in the Sweet 16 of the Division II Tournament. Black Hill State got the win to move on. And so a, a lot of things uh, you know that are at stake coming up on, on Friday night in this one, Mike, when you take on Black Hill State. Yeah, it's an important game for us. And, you know, we've kind of we've fallen off the radar a little bit with those first two conference losses at home to start the conference play. And, honestly, it was good for this group. We got a little bit of a reality check uh, and we kind of been able to fix a lot of our problems. So this is a great opportunity to go test, uh, you know, kind of where we are against a very good team. And, you know, obviously if we can go, we have a four-game stretch here on the road, and if we go and have a lot of success, we can get ourselves back in the, in the hunt for a conference championship. So it's a great opportunity to see where we are, uh, but we've also, you know, had a nice run where, um, you know, we can still learn from this opportunity if it doesn't work out keep still building for the conference tournament and the NCAA tournament. But, you know, we're all highly motivated to, to go, and I think we can play at a much higher level uh, than than we were playing at, like against Colorado Mines uh, earlier this year. So we're excited to go show the improvement we've made. CME men's basketball coach Mike DeGeorge with us on the Team Sports Network. Black Hill State, third in scoring in the conference. They're, they're third in defense right now. A lot of familiar figures were one most notably Joel Scott from last year, leading you know, them at uh, 21 points per game right now. But Matthew Ragsdale's been a nice addition, the transfer from Western Colorado, Mike. Uh, he's uh, come on and been a, a nice secondary score to Joel Scott. Yeah, they have you know a really interesting team, and uh, it's, it was be interesting to see how Ragsdale fit in because you know obviously Scott is the dominant presence that does not only so many things that make him himself dominant but he does so many things to make his teammates better at both ends of the floor and then you add uh Musa their point guard uh just really is an incredible offensive talent he can really shoot the ball and is shooting at a really high rate from three this year and then he's just an incredible passer and then uh PJ Hayes is like a stretch four who is a little bit not maybe in perfect physical condition last year he's really got himself in better shape this year and it's really improved his athleticism and he's just a, a, a lights out shooter which we saw at the end of that 316 game um and so those three have kind of made them go and then to add ragsdale with that a kind of a ball dominant guard he's done a really nice job of just kind of fitting into the flow of their offense and not disrupting you know uh what they've had going and being able to add another 
uh, quality score. And then Saturday, it's it's South Dakota Mines. Uh, the Hard Rockers right now, if the conference tournament started today, they would be in the the, the eight for the RMAC tournament. Uh, Brevin Walter for them is one of the better scorers in the conference, averaging over twenty two points per game. They're they're five and ten, but uh, Mike, this is a team that uh, you certainly can't overlook coming up on Saturday after a big one against Black Hill State. Yeah, I mean it's a real challenge for a variety of reasons. One is travel's real, and then you know it's going to be hard to keep the guys just balanced. Uh, about the Friday night game. Obviously, that's an emotional game for all of us who've been in the program for a while. Black Hills has been, you know, really our biggest rival. And so uh, so that's the challenge there, getting ready for Saturday. And then they play great at home now, and they've improved dramatically. And so, you know, they started out the re- year, and they played, I think, at International in Kingsville, and, and it was not good. They really struggled on that road trip. And then slowly they just kept getting better and better, and they've really got some quality wins at home. And so, you know, it's a team we cannot take lightly, and they'll certainly be in the hunt for the conference tournament, and it's a huge game for them uh, to to be able to, you know, have us. And Westminster is another team that's, you know, in the hunt for the conference tournament coming in this weekend for them. Uh, It's a huge weekend, and, and they've been great at home. The the one, uh, if you look at the numbers, the one Achilles heel for them has been defensively. They're next to last in, in the conference in defense. So uh, maybe some areas to exploit against them uh, on Saturday. Yeah, they have, they're very talented offensively, uh, but they're not one of the quicker teams in the league. And so they, they're very disciplined. They're incredibly well coached. They're very sound defensively. Uh, but there are times when their, their lack of quickness hurts them at the defensive ends. There are certain matchups that become really challenging for them. So on Friday, we'll have uh, both Maverick basketball teams at Black Hill State. Uh, women will tip it off at 5 o'clock, and, and the men will follow at 7 o'clock. And then on Saturday, over on 1100 KNZZ, uh, both Maverick basketball teams at South Dakota Mines. Women will tip it at 4, the men at 6 o'clock in that one. Hey, Mike, I always appreciate it. Thank you so much, and uh, best of luck. Ha- luck. Have a safe trip this weekend up to South Dakota, and let's uh, hopefully see that, uh, that winning streak extend to nine games coming up this weekend. All right, sounds good, Jim. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate it. Mike DeGeorge, coach of the Maverick men's basketball team, joining us today on the Team Sports Network. All right, Jim along with the Buckeye boy. It's time to open up the lid and hop in. It's garbage time. We're taking out the trash. It's garbage time on the Jim Davis Show on the team. Oh, I love trash. All right, got a couple things to get to this morning with garbage time. And... I don't know if you caught the Greg Gumbel call of the Steelers game. Let's no, I didn't. You didn't catch the Greg Gumbel call? No. Of uh, your Browns and Steelers? No, I was listening to uh, the hometown radio broadcast. Well, it's probably a good thing that you were. Here's Greg Gumbel, who misidentified uh, the the quarterback, he called him Jacoby Brissett instead of Deshaun Watson, so he misidentified the Browns quarterback. Yeah, he's a mistake to make, I guess. And then Watson threw a touchdown pass to David Njoku, and, well, Greg Gumbel wasn't exactly sure what was going on. The Cleveland Browns, Deshaun Watson, first and goal on the 10-yard line. Brissett still with the ball. Now throws inside the five to the end zone. It's clearly a touchdown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're celebrating and they're slapping each other on the helmet. There he is. 
And now Najoku on the receiving end. Yeah, really nicely done. This is a block release. So Najoku. Okay, you have no idea what happened there. He had no idea. If you if you were just listening to it, you'd have no clue what happened. No, no one ever said touchdown. Nobody ever said touchdown there. Number got the quarterback wrong. Right. Wrong. Which. Come on, he's. They wear different numbers. He's got a spotter. Mm-hmm. Aren't you listening to your spotter? No, Don't no. Don't you pay attention to the NFL <laughs> at all? Have you not? Do you not have you a not have card in front of you? Yeah. Is Jim Harbaugh getting him the two deep? I mean, look, have we can we call a high school game Mesa game got guys wrong? Yes, mm-hmm. we usually try to correct that, but at least call it a touchdown, right? Yeah, you uh. usually have an idea of which quarterback is throwing the ball, especially when you have, like you said, a spotter and monitors. <laughs> you well, just watch the TV. Just watch it go. Oh, okay. Look at the that says Watson on the back of his jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of broadcasting, you referenced the broadcasting we do, and I know we're running tight on time. We're going to have to put a dollar in the tower at Suplesio because they're now the San Jacinto Ravens. Really? Yep. They are... No longer the Gators? No, they are uh, putting all of their sports teams across their campuses under one moniker. It was either Ravens or Jaguars, and Ravens now win. So if you're a Gator hater... Can't be a Gator hater anymore. Now you just don't like the the reptile or whatever it is. It's not anything to do with San Jack because they're now the Ravens. No offense to our good friend Petey. Jag's a better name than, than Ravens, in my opinion. I just... I mean, go with Gators. I... <laughs> Name been, the other team's Gators. They they've been Gators forever. Okay, I cannot. I do not endorse. I, I, I do not. not I do yet. not endorse this name change by by San Jacinto. Nope. No, we do not. All right, that's our show for today. So uh, busy busy day coming up later on. Got uh, of course Jim Roman a few minutes. Dan Patrick at one o'clock today, and then tonight he tied for the. Colorado Sports Broadcaster of the Year. Should have won it in our opinion. Yeah. No offense, Romy Bean. Shouldn't come on the show as much. Connor McGahee will have the call tonight. Avs and the Florida Panthers pregame at 7 tonight right here on the team for the Buckeye Boy. Once again, happy belated birthday, buddy. Thank you. I'm Jim. Jim Rome is next on the Team Sports Network online at theteam1340.com.